Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today. Uh, we're in the Gospel of Mark in the fourth chapter, and I'm going to go back and go through some scripture that we looked at yesterday and just take a little more time on this and just think about it a little bit and, and really just sort of throw it out in your mind right here and uh, let you meditate upon it, the balance of your life, right? <laughs> so this is the fourth chapter of Mark, beginning with verse 10. And Jesus had just given what we call the parable of the soils, the parable of the seed, the parable of the so a sower. And it says this, as soon as Jesus was alone, his followers, along with the twelve, began asking him about the parables. So they're asking him about these parables. Basically, why are you speaking in parables? Verse 11, and Jesus was saying to them, to you has been given the mystery of the kingdom of God, but those who are outside get everything in parables. So we see that there is a mystery of the kingdom of God, okay? And these folks had received or would have understanding about the mystery of the kingdom of God. It basically boils down to the fact if you believe, if you believe that Jesus is who he says he is, then you will receive understanding into the mysteries of the kingdom of God. doesn't mean you'll understand all mysteries or anything like that. But then he says if you don't believe, if you reject who Jesus is, then you're going to get his teaching in parables. Well, why is that? Well, he tells us in verse 12 where he quotes a couple of passages out of the Old Testament. Jesus says this, So that while seeing they may see and not perceive, and while hearing they may hear and not understand. Otherwise, they might return and be forgiven. In other words, they if they do return, they will be forgiven if they see, if they understand. But if they reject and don't perceive and don't see and don't hear and don't understand, they won't be forgiven. Then Jesus says this, verse 13, and he said to them, do you not understand this parable? How will you understand all the parables? And so Jesus is uh, he, he's not so much questioning, though he is questioning their lack of understanding. He's really exhorting them, encouraging them, <laughs> conjoling them, saying, hey, come on, don't you understand this? Think this through, reason through. And then he tells them what we need to know to interpret it. Verse 14, he says this, the sower sows the word. So we see the sower sowing, but now instead of the seed, it says the word. Okay, the word. Well, what's the word? Uh, uh, the word is the word of the kingdom of God. Verse 15. These are the ones who are beside the road where the word is sown. And when they hear, immediately Satan comes and takes away the word which has been sown in them. So Jesus is going to go through each one of these four soils that he mentioned in the parable. And he does it in a way that sounds a little strange to our ear because he says, these are the ones. And when he says that, he's uh, pointing out to which particular one he's referring to. So now he says, these are the ones who are beside the road where the word is sown. Remember how the seed was sown on the side of the road and the birds came and got it. Well, he ties the birds in with Satan and they take away the word which has been sown in them. So this is speaking of people who have had the word sown in them. They have heard the word, but immediately Satan comes and takes it away. They didn't believe. They rejected it, and immediately it's gone. The next one is this, verse 16. In a similar way. Now notice that. 
in a similar way to what? In a similar way to the first one we just went through, right? In a similar way, these are the ones on whom seed was sown on the rocky place, who, when they hear the word, immediately receive it with joy, and they have no firm root in themselves, but are only temporary. Then, when affliction or persecution arises because of the word, immediately they fall away. So this is someone who receives the word. They hear the word. They go, yeah, man, I believe that. I believe that Jesus is Messiah. I believe everything about God right here, what you're saying. But they don't have a firm root in themselves. It's an emotional belief. It's a surface belief. It's a belief perhaps even of the mind. But he describes it here. It's only temporary. Why is it only temporary? Because when affliction or persecution arises because of the word, not necessarily affliction or persecution for some other reason, but when they are afflicted because of the word, immediately they fall away. They turn away from it. And so you have this one to where uh, it's sown in them, and they don't believe it. They don't receive it. They've heard it. They understand it. They just reject it. It's taken away. Satan takes it away. This one right here, they're rejoicing. But when it gets a little pressure on it, there's no root. And so they fall away. Then the next one, verse 18. And others are the ones on whom seed was sown among the thorns. These are the ones who have heard the word. I notice they heard the word. But the worries of the world and the deceitfulness of riches and the desires for other things enter in and choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. So these folks, they've heard the word. They've received the word. And apparently it looks like they want to walk within the word. But look what happens. Several things. Worries of the world. The deceitfulness of riches. Desires for other things. All those enter in and it chokes out the word. I dare say that this is where a lot of professing believers are. They're not really believers, folks, because the only ones who are really born-again believers are the last one right here. Not the first three soils. It's the last soil, the ones who actually bear fruit. Here, the worries, the world, the deceitfulness of riches and desires for other things enter in, and it chokes out the word, and it becomes unfruitful. Well, if the word's unfruitful, that means that it hasn't brought forth what the word says it's going to bring forth because they have chosen other things and they worship other things. Then verse 20, and those are the ones on whom seed was sown on the good soil, and they hear the word and accept it and bear fruit 30, 60, and 100 fold. Notice what happens here. It's good soil. They hear the word, and they accept it. The other three didn't accept it, right? Not that I see. Hear the word, they accept it. And not only do they accept it, they bear fruit. Now, I'm not talking about how we've heard it so much in my background, my upbringing. You've got to accept Jesus, A-C-C-E-P-T. I know what people mean by that, but it's actually quite inaccurate the way that they usually present it. In this case right here, they hear the word, they believe it, they accept it. The evidence is that they bear fruit, 30, 60, 100 fold. They're going to be fruit bearers. And so Jesus is given a word of warning, I think, here for the body of Christ. Could it be that three-fourths of the folks who profess to be believers really aren't? Okay? Three-fourths of people say, oh, yeah, I'm Christian, I'm Christian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe in Jesus. I believe in God. That they're really not. 
if you wanted to break it down by the percentages here, that's what's being said. I'm not going to be dogmatic about that, but I do keep it in the forefront of my mind. I just don't assume because somebody, quote, goes to church, unquote, that they are in right relationship with the Lord. As a matter of fact, some of the strongest believers I know are the ones that are not a part of uh, uh, particularly denominational, organizational type of activities. And you say, well, how can that be? Why are they not? Well, it's real simple. They've been there. <laughs> okay, they've been there. And they've seen what occurs. That's the saddest thing in the world because we work people to death in the name of the Lord and we're doing things which have absolutely nothing to do with the kingdom of God. Oh, they, they're good things. They sound like good things. But always remember this. The good is usually the enemy of what is the best. Okay, what God really wants us to do. So again, make sure you know what soil you are. If you're any of the first three right here, you're in trouble. Okay. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time. I'll see you in the next episode.